0: Welcome back to the Jam Room Podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Ilya. He- We're here in uh, beautiful Columbia, South Carolina with my friend Rodney Foster. Thanks for being here, Rodney. Um, he's Columbia's like pretty much first call bassist most of mm-hmm. the time, all the time. Um, all the time. He is the band leader at Shays Lou- Lounge. Yep. Um, he is his own band leader for Rodney Foster and Company, like on your sweatshirt. Um, we have also worked with Rodney a whole lot right with there. like wedding band gigs and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Joint gigs, Halls gigs. Um, all over the place one of, our, one of our best friends in Columbia So thanks for being here Rod, yeah, how you doing thank man? You.
1: I'm doing great, thank you for having me man Of course
0: Yeah, man, Rod, I would love to hear uh, what got you into music initially Like what got you on bass And then yeah. when you decided that it was going to be like your your job, your career Okay, sure kind
1: of Well, um, it all started my father as a guitar player, right? And a singer um, At and my mother is a tuba player, she played in like the marching band, they met at a college, Kentucky State University, so music's always been like a part of their lives. Uh, my dad actually got into like Berkeley music and stuff, but decided not to go. Uh, his father wouldn't let him go like pursue that, so my dad was like in a singing group and all this stuff, and uh, that's what I grew up under, you know. So. Uh, I ended up following after him and uh, picking up guitar and keys and, and bass. And my grandmother made us learn how to play piano and all that good stuff. So basically been around music all my life. And uh, it's just always been like something that I did just for fun and just enjoyed doing it because I love music. And then I picked up the bass around 12 years old. My dad bought it for Christmas. I remember that Christmas. Nice. Uh, bought me a Fender jazz bass. Nice. Four mm-hmm. string black. And I still have it. I've seen it. Nice. Yes. I I've still seen that bass. have that bass. And uh, that was the bass I learned on. I got on my sister's nerves practicing in the basement and being loud and her getting mad at me. And uh, then eventually I started playing at church. My mother was big on church and I started playing there. And then I went to college, started playing in college and doing like little talent shows for people and all that stuff. And I was like, yo, man, I really like this. This is really dope. And then I came back here after I graduated and then a lot of my friends were musicians who were gigging, saxophone players, Dante Lewis, J. Michael Peoples was a big friend of mine, Mike Stone, and all these guys, I would watch them go to their shows. And I was like, yo, this is what I really, really want to do. So after that, I was about 21 at the time, I was like, I'm going to do music. And it's been a journey ever since, just navigating the scene and, and playing. And awesome. it's been great.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that original, that man, that's a great starter base. Like, vintage bass. Base, like, yes. you went straight to, like, <laughs> The bass. Yeah, right.
1: and I and my mom was mad that he spent so much money and my dad spent so much money but he was like if he don't want to play then I'll play it because my dad still to this day has a big collection of guitars That awesome. cool. and it was weird I was with him for Christmas and he was like yeah when I die man just come get them I'm like Oh okay alright dude <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah all of these it's, it's all yours I'm like well, this, yeah. is, this is a Gibson oh man I would, oh, man, that, that would be
2: nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah so yeah
2: Dang. do you play guitar or I do I
1: play a little guitar I still okay. play a little keys Um not really I don't feel great at it but I've done some uh, some recordings for some some hip hop rappers and stuff okay. playing guitar and stuff and bass on them so nice. you know nice. yeah shout out to Mantis dang yeah
0: yeah I feel like uh, <laughs> there's also something to be said for like you know if you you know getting your kids into music mm-hmm. like if you cheap out and buy like some kind of first act whatever Walmart yeah. special yeah. guitar like. You're really not giving them a, a fair chance to get into guitar because yeah. their experience is going to be playing on something that's not set up well, not intonated well, doesn't sound good, isn't yeah. inspiring. You know, Yeah. But you might run the risk of like, kind of driving them away from playing music in the long term. You know, because yeah. like, that that's their experience of music, and yeah. you know, they don't right. get the chance to like play something that you know is easy to play and inspiring and sounds good. Yeah. So it's, I, I I definitely am super pro. Like, if you want to get your kids or just anyone into music, like, spend the money. Get something mm-hmm. that will like hold its value, you can resell, you know, get yeah. something used that's good instead of something new that maybe is not as good. Right. Um, yeah, no, squire bullets, no squire bullets. No squire bullets. Don't buy <laughs> no don't buy the no squire bullets. Bullet. <laughs> yeah. Classic vibe or what is it? Affinity at worst. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I think you definitely should go ahead and invest early, you know, if yeah. you're gonna do it. I fell out of Music for a little while when sure. I after my parents' divorce got kind of weird. Sure, but when I was ready to get back into it, that friend of jazz bass was there, and yeah. I was still ready to like jump straight in. So yeah yeah, spend that money parents yeah
2: <laughs> don't, you don't and you you're a parent so you yeah. have the authority to say that oh <laughs> yeah for sure i mean
1: i look we got a whole bunch of good stuff at that we got a piano at the house the kids are starting nice. to learn on and awesome. i'm not pushing it and i don't want to be pushy i don't want to turn in like joe jackson mm-hmm. you know but i'm like hey, if you're gonna you're gonna play it look this is the notes and we're teaching them how to read music so that's awesome that's if good. they want it they can do it, they got it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I can get guitar lessons from the guy. Oh, yeah. I got, a, I got a whole bunch of friends that play keys and all that stuff. Like, it's like if you want to be good at music, it's easy. Yeah. Vocal lesson, you get a oh, good yeah. Like My girls like to sing now, you know. So, so. lots of great
0: teachers in town, yeah, so sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: then when you know people, it's just right. yeah, makes it easy. So, Absolutely. the kids could be great if they want to, yeah,
0: that's awesome. <laughs> and I love just like having a space and having the like materials to like let them kind of grow into it when they're ready. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's great, yeah. I know I like. My dad had, like, a, a drum kit that was, like, in the house. And I would occasionally just, like, sit at the drum kit and just, like, bang around on it, not knowing yeah. anything. But it was, like, just being able to sit down and, like, do that was, like, mm-hmm. super inspiring. It's yeah. just, you know, when you're ready, you can, like, take an interest. Well, that's the initial you know?
1: thing, right? It's the curiosity, right? It's the yeah. making the right. noise and making the sounds. And mm-hmm. then just, like, then you're starting to hear music. And now my kids are into a uh, mass singers, So now my son every day is uh. like, hey, do you know about Coolio, Gangsta's Paradise? And I'm like, dude. Seriously, you know, and that, but now he's like trying to pick it out on the piano now just because he heard it Like Christmas time he was trying to pick out songs on the piano, so that's the initial (laughs) Initial interest, you know, so like that's what it that's where it comes from that curiosity where we all started with when we started playing was
0: Yeah
1: Hmm, I wonder if I could play what I just heard Yeah Or if I can make something out of it and Mm -hmm. then now it turns into, you know, a whole career that we're we get to do this. Yeah. We get to, we get to pay get we get, we get paid to play music. Yeah. It's crazy pretty dope. Mm-hmm. You know? Super grateful for yeah. that.
0: And, you know, there's there's bad gigs, but like if you just beat that phrase in your head of like yeah. I'm getting paid yeah. to like, play music <laughs> right. in front of people, entertain people, make people happy. Like, yeah, it's it's a good thing. No better thing for yeah. sure. I'm, yeah. It's a great attitude. So what drew you to specifically bass guitar?
1: Uh man, I just I always love the groove on the bass, like so my mom is a big Prince fan, right? Okay. So nice. I would always hear those that rhythm section, the drums and that bass kinda driving the song. And it was just, hey, I wanna do bass. I love holding down that groove, you know, I just it's just all about that bass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So I, I just love playing bass, man. I just love how it sounds, I love how it grooves, I love how it kinda carries a tune. I like how when you hear a certain song and that bass line kind of sticks with you Mm -hmm. and it's kind of funny because like every girl I've like dated like that you know like you know what if you were not a musician you know what the bass is but you don't know what it is and then like they're dating a musician they're like oh snap I can hear that you know like yeah girl that's me (laughs) (laughs) you know like that's kind of like it just kind of always stuck out to me so that's that's that was the initial interest that's awesome Yeah. yeah
2: And you write some fantastic bass lines. I mean, yeah. th- there's some examples out there. there there's some, <laughs> some stuff
1: on Apple Music, you know. You yeah, know? Shout out to Stank Face. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Britney Turnip Seed. Uh, I've been able to like co-produce and, and write with some amazing artists. And, uh, you know, just to find that thing that kind of locks you in. You know, I, want, I always want, if a bass player listens to it, like, will be like, yeah, I want to I play that. That's yeah. that's how I kind of yeah. want to approach it. Just Absolutely. like the great ones before me, I'm like, oh man, I want to play that.
2: Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm.
1: that's kind of how I approach yeah. it.
2: That's
0: awesome,
1: man. Yeah, man. That's
2: it it is man. very it is very inspiring. It, yeah. Like listening, like they do stick out to me a lot. Yeah. And when I when I listen to a track that I know you're playing bass on, yeah. I'm like, damn, <laughs> oh, that's what's <a> <laughs> up. That
1: makes me feel good. That's a good boost yeah. to the ego. I, yeah, I, yeah. I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. thank you,
2: man. So kind of
0: you know bouncing off that, what have you learned specifically about the role of a bass player in like a contemporary? Like rock, fusion, R&B, like those kind of genres. Like what have you learned about the role of the bass player in the band?
1: Very early, I used to play, it's now The Joint, but it used to be Max main right? So okay. they used to have a jam session every Wednesday. Terry, <laughs> Terry used to run. Terry the, Yeah, Terry was <laughs> <Still> there. there. <laughs> Terry's always been there. Um, and he, they used to run the jam session. I used to come in there and I was stinking up The Joint. And uh, he was like, man, you're doing too much. He's like, where you keep your money? I was like, in my pocket. He said, damn right. Play the pocket. So that's kind of (laughs) like, that's been like kind of my approach is to always kind of play your part because when we're in a band, you know, it's all about you playing your part so everybody else can kind of do their thing. And I've learned about feel, doing different genres of music. I've learned about feel. Then I've also learned about placement because... There's nothing better than a bass lick for me. You know, this is
0: oh, yeah.
1: the bass lick, you know, a little extra little flair to it There's something. And then when you get those eyes, somebody looking at you like, I've gotten that from y'all a couple times. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah man. yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just placement is so, like, important where you put it at because you don't want to be in anybody's way. True. So that's kind of been a big thing that I've learned just being a musician and playing. It's like feel. Placement and then locking in with a badass drummer. You oh yeah, know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like you just lock in with him. No doubt, it's gonna we're gonna have fun. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And kind of as a bass player, especially, kind of makes or breaks a gig. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what I think you've already kind of touched on it, and I think obviously like a lot of people that listen to this podcast are already musicians. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of them already kind of have a, a vibe for what the pocket is mm-hmm. and what it means. But like, how would you kind of define that in your own words? Hmm,
1: that's good. So the pocket is. The rhythm that's established that you can still bob your head to even if it's gone, right? So I think about it like there's some great songs that we got that we can just break and then the crowd to sing it right. Sure. But you can still feel that rhythm still there even if we're not playing anything. And that's kind of how I consider that pocket. It's just so locked in. We all know where that one is, you know? Sure. Mm. So that's. Maybe that's my definition of pocket. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's a really Love good it. definition. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang. Well, and I feel that when we play together, mm-hmm. like that, yeah, you can still feel mm-hmm. where that beat is, even yeah. if no one's playing it. Yeah, yeah. Like we all know where we're coming back yeah. in, and it's so magical when we do. Yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Love it, man. So what? Um, so obviously you have Rod and Foster and Company. What? What is first of all? What is like Rod and Foster and Company? Like, how would you define it?
1: So Ryan Foster and Company is really just a, a backing band. That's basically what it's okay. turned into. Um, working on original music, we're, we're a band, but really we've been serving as a backing band to artists. It's really kind of the role that we've been kind of serving in, especially here in Columbia okay. at Shays Lounge more specifically. um so basically a backing band um but it's time to kind of package that thing into something you know mm -hmm. so yeah uh, that's kind of where rob foster and company is an accident um (laughs) so (laughs) happy accident yeah very happy accident bob ross Uh, (laughs) um so what happened is i've been playing at shade's lounge and uh there was an artist who was supposed to come to town and something happened with the flight got canceled so uh Shay initially asked, Antonio Mackey TJ plays keys, phenomenal keyboard player. Shout out to my boy Antonio. Um, and he was like, Yeah, call Rodney, because he just hates dealing with like anything band related, like putting stuff together. He was like, Yo, go ahead and call Rod, even though he's really good MD. But uh she called me and then I put a show together. She was like, Yeah, cool, we're gonna call a Rod Foster and Company. I was like, Okay. And then it stuck. And that's what it's been ever since. Awesome. Yeah, and wow. we we came the house band over there all just because somebody couldn't show up for a gig. Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> An Damn. accident.
0: That that's crazy. Yeah. So, uh what have you learned about I, th- I think some people call it like band leading or like the MD which yeah. for the uh for the listener that might not know what that means, it's musical director. Yeah. MD musical director. <coughs> uh, what have you learned about that role like like especially in the context of Shay's Lounge where you're sort of like leading a band that's backing certain artists that come through town? Yeah.
1: I have a pessimistic and optimistic view of it, right? So I'll go with the pessimistic one first. The MD is just the person who pays everybody on the band, right? That's basically who the MD is. You're responsible for paying everybody, right? And then optimistically, it's the person who's basically, for me, uh, I've been able to play with a lot of artists who have traveled the world, international, regionally, you know, all that stuff and uh, there has been, what what we have to capture on stage is their whole artistry as if we're the band that rehearses seven hours with them preparing for a tour, right? Okay. And so we'll get this original music that when they have their band at home, when they can go to the bigger festivals that can pay them 20,000 and give them hotel for their whole band and all these things that you gotta do to accommodate, they come up to these more smaller venues and they can only bring the artists in so they have backing bands and this is at plenty of venues around the country in Atlanta St. James uh, Perfect Note they have backing bands that are there we have to basically make it seem like we're that artist band all the time dang right like yeah. there, there shouldn't be a drop off between their performance in Birmingham Alabama Columbia South Carolina right mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the the challenge there is to get everybody together to make sure we learn this music like in its complete way, not halfway and not like, you know, partially, but you got to learn the music and not just like the music, but they send you, they send a Dropbox full of the MP3. Then they send like their practice sessions with like their arrangements. Right. The first artist that I got to really play with was a man named Willie Bradley. Trumpet he's an international jazz, smooth jazz player. And we got a gig with him in Charleston and, uh, and I listened to, like, everything in the Dropbox file, right? Just boom. So I talked to one of my other musicians, and uh, I was like, hey, man, did you listen to the, the, the practice, you know, arrangements that he got? What arrangements? Oh, man. I said, uh, <laughs> I oh, no. said uh, bro, I said, there's, like, it's not like the MP3. There's a certain way that he wants it with breakdowns and all this stuff. He said, yeah, I ain't listening to that. Now, luckily for us, the gig got canceled because something happened, and he called us, let us know the gig got canceled. Thank God. Because we were going to go there and (laughs) go in flames, right? And so uh, after that, we got another opportunity to get one, and we nailed it, right? We killed it, and it was great. But uh, we had to learn how to listen to the music, learn how to be able to process arrangements. And my job is to know the show just as well as the artist knows their show.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I have to be like, hey, yo, here comes a lick right here. I'm, like, constantly listening to the music when I'm not doing like even when I'm not playing, I have to constantly be on top of it because of sure. there cannot be a drop off. Plus the circle is small, right? So unfairly you have to represent the venue and the city person that you live yeah, in, right? Okay. Like you and your band have to do that. So you you're coming in together to kinda hey, this is what we have at this venue. They'll tell their other artist friends about it because they all eventually'll do like these big smooth jazz like cruises and they all know each other. Yeah. And so one of the artists yeah. that I ended up playing with, there were like eight, nine people there that I've played with before, but they're all on the same like bill together. And they're like, oh yeah, ride, riding them down in Columbia, you're straight. If you play, hey, I'm about to play at Shay's Lounge, how's the backing band? They're good. They're great. You'll be fine. Like, and these stories kind of follow because they're yeah. like, the, the, I've gotten to know some people, oh man, that backing band I had and so and so, terrible. And all my mm. friends know that they're terrible, man. Like, I had one artist, Jeff that's Bradshaw, scary. tell me that he came to a gig, heard the band playing his music, fired the band, and just played tracks for the show. I was like, wow. I don't never, I never Ooh. want that to happen to me, you know? Nice. Like, I never yeah. want that to happen. And so, knowing that that's a thing when these people are very particular about their music, and I've been with people who Play with the Backstreet Boys, Jennifer Lopez. and like they've, They got ex- road experience that True. I desire to have. You know, uh, you get to be close and kind of like learn how to perform yep. and like yeah. learn arrangements and music and like have to know it. So Man. that's kind of like the bigger portion of what the job is as an MD. And True. then I also treat it like a Chick-fil-A position because then I'm following up after. Hey, how did you enjoy your experience? You know, okay. how was the band? sure Like, what could we do better like i'm trying to make this thing work how could, so they appreciate that more so than whatever screw-ups happen on the gig because obviously we only get to meet the artist maybe three hours before the gig
0: yeah do and y'all have we, rehearsal time like before the show
1: very rarely no like wow. we meet them at soundcheck and we got to run whatever we can before the doors open and then we do the show man that's that's wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey. like it's really insane like the concept of trying to put that together because they're coming okay. from another city. They just flew in that day. We're meeting them at Soundcheck and we have to know the music as if Man. very rarely can they get there the day before so we can actually spend the night running mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But very rarely does that happen. Yeah.
0: Man, so I got I got two questions. Last yeah. first one. Um what Have you learned, like, what piece of advice would you give to younger musicians about, like, learning a lot of music accurately and, and, like, quickly, like, efficiently?
1: Don't be afraid to write stuff down, right? So, like, if you need to, I mean, obviously, us, we play, like, millions or, not millions, but we play a lot of shows, right? mm -hmm. In in a given week, maybe seven gigs a week, maybe four, but depending on what it is, don't be afraid to write down whatever you need to write down to make sure you know the music, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't there are some people who have a uh, I've met that have an issue with writing stuff like I don't want to write down I want to act like I'm like you better write it down like write down whatever you need right because it doesn't mean you don't know the music just need cues cuz that could be a lot of music. And then secondly, I think the other thing I would suggest is just make sure you listen. Sure. Listen and listen and listen over and over again.
0: What do you what specifically do you mean by that?
1: <clears throat> so, when I say that, I mean you want to listen to Basically, like, every part of the song, right? So I break it down like this. There's, whether it's instrumental music or vocal music, most of the time there's two verses, two choruses, and a bridge. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? If you learn the first verse, you already know half the song, right? You learn the first verse and the chorus, you already know half the song, right? And then you learn the bridge, which is normally something a little bit different. Then you're out on the chorus, right? So there's basically, like, five sections of the song. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, and then you're out on the chorus again, right? Um, I think if you know the difference between each part, you'll have it as far as a song. So that's why I mean like learning it. You yeah, know. sure, yeah.
0: man, that's awesome. So uh, obviously you're also in the capacity of, as like as the band leader for Shays, you're like hiring people on a regular basis to fill out the band. Mm-hmm. What do you look for in the people you hire?
1: All right, first off, obviously, you got to be talented, right? You got to be sure. able to play, right? Um, a lot of time in that avenue of playing in shades, you got to be good at soloing. You know, it's it's more instrumental than anything. So you got to be good at soloing. But key things are being on time, right? Mm-hmm. I need somebody who's going to actually learn the music, sure. right, and not show up that I have to walk you through it. Because yeah. you you know anytime you got to like walk everybody through like you got to walk every single person through the music it just makes it hard on you to kind of do your thing right and so i think that part is important on time learning the music and then just you just got to be a good person like you know what i'm saying like you just i'm I'm at the point in my life i don't like gigging with people i don't like amen you know (laughs) amen everybody i gig with i like like i'll have a beer with you after the gig right like we can hang out like I enjoy your company, and I think that's just kind of important because chemistry is everything, and people Mm -hmm. can see it on stage. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've had uh, people talk to us after a gig and be like, "I like how y'all just look at each other, but y'all not saying anything." Yeah. And it's like I can do, Mm -hmm. and everybody knows what we're gonna like. We know that what we're gonna do because we got so much chemistry, we got so much time on stage.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think that's just kind of the chemistry is everything. Like as long as we're together. We could probably make it look like we know, and that person doesn't know what they're doing because we know each other so well. But the uh, chemistry is everything. Those are the three things that are super important to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a running theme for sure. Yeah. Like, and, and pretty much anyone we talk to has mm-hmm. has the same opinion. Because yeah, I I think if you have chemistry with someone, and like with the people you're playing on stage, then like you trust that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you can all move together mm-hmm. into whatever you got to move to. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, man. So, um. I know that Shays Lounge uh, sells tickets for all the live music events they do. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on, like, why they can so consistently, like, sell tickets. Because I know in Mm -hmm. Columbia especially, like, getting people to buy tickets to, like, events and, like, live music shows and concerts is tough. I feel like this is a tough city to, like, (laughs) I mean, it's (laughs) tough even to get people to come to, like, free. I've been super impressed with, like. Um, with how Shay's lounge seems to like sell tickets like super consistently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i would love to like hear your thoughts on like why they're so good at that
1: i think the the main thing why she's able to keep a sold out show while selling tickets is because of the kind of atmosphere that she has in there uh it's it's a beautiful venue for one and i think people like people like things that are seem exclusive like you know that seems set apart from any other thing right so i feel like certain venues don't look like other venues like and then there's a dress code involved and so it it seems really like a special place to go out on a date night sure i got paid on the 15th i got this pretty girl i'm taking out i got this good looking guy i'm going out whatever it is let's go to this nice place and go have drinks. Yeah, I had to get tickets to get, you know, it's like, it's it's yeah, impressive. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of a whole vibe that also kind of fits with the lounge, right? Sure. And then also I think the thing that's keeping it going as well is that there are some quality musicians in there. Definitely. Like there's there's a good show every time you go there. I, I was telling her, Shay, at one point I'm like, even if you don't know who artist is, because a lot of these artists that she hires – are not, like, known, they're not, like, mainstream people, right? But they're, like, mm. very big on smooth jazz charts. But you got to be in the smooth jazz and know who those people are. Sure. But even if you're a casual music fan, they're always good. And you mm-hmm. can trust that sure. if you go to the lounge, that whoever's performing will be yeah entertaining and fun and a good time. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how they keep selling. Like, And then... The seats, there's like sixty two, sixty three seats, and there's always people calling me like, "Hey man, can you get me in?" I'm like, "I can't," like, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of like also supply and demand, right? Sure. Not letting it be just anybody can get a seat last minute. I think yeah. you take advantage of it. It's like I, I can get in there whenever. Yeah. But yeah. if you know you can't, then that kind of you know.
0: This really making me want to like buy tickets to show You're You're selling me. I'm yeah, doing, all that, doing a good sure. job. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that's a good time to take a quick break for ads. Uh, shout out also, if you, if you guys know anybody that might want to advertise on the Jam Room Podcast hosted by Sam and Ilya, we're looking for some uh, ad sponsors. But see you guys in just a couple minutes. Welcome back after that ad break. Hope you enjoyed that little jingle that me and Elia made at like 1 a.m. Don't ask us and how long logic, it took to make that. <laughs> using my right, Scarlett. How long did it take? I saw two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's great. I mean, we <laughs> like it. you listen it. to the
2: jingle and then you're thinking, wow, this took two hours. Just think about how many things didn't end up in the jingle.
0: Mm. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of layers we had to cut back. Mm. I mean, horns, you know, <laughs> a whole string section. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's true. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's goofy. Um, okay, well, welcome back. Um, okay, we, Rodney,
2: a more yeah, we got a couple more questions. We got a couple
0: more, few more questions to work through. Mm. Um, Rodney, yeah, what advice would you give um, to a a budding bass player, bass guitarist playing similar genres that you're playing? Mm-hmm. Like, what advice um, would you give them to like get more gigs and keep more gigs and and kind of move up people's list?
1: Uh, I would say learn your craft like and when i say learn your craft i mean like learn your instrument learn your learn the fretboard listen to other greats that you aspire to i don't believe in just like hey listen to so and so just because like listen to people that you actually enjoy their their artistry listen listen and then uh i think another thing i would say is go out on the scene i tell a lot of other people that i've taught all right it's cool what we're doing Individually, Like, I'm teaching you bass, but, like, you got to go play with people. Yeah, like absolutely. You, you got to. Like, that's just part of it. You got to find a drummer. I don't know anybody. Find people that are just like you, that are in the same place as you, and gig with them. Because yeah. that's been basically what I've been doing my whole career. Exactly. Nobody was giving me an opportunity to play because the truth is when you're doing this and making money, you're going to stick with the people that you know can do what you need to do on the gig if this gig is paying us 3000 i'm not going to put a newbie that's not proven on i mean that's just sure. it just is what yeah, it is absolutely. um so find people that you can grow with and the, the guys that i've been playing with we went to high school together like mm. antonio Mackey, jarius uh, rich williams we all went to high school together i've known them since high school we're now i'm now 35 that's i've crazy. known them for years yeah. mm-hmm. and we've been growing together in the music thing like sure. getting gigs together I put my guys on, right? Like, now that my circle network has, gr- has grown, which that's another thing you should do is grow your network of musicians, right? Eventually, at some point, you keep proving yourself. Other people going to call.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And then when you get that call, make sure you're doing the small things that we talked about we want a band. Be on time. Make sure that you, you're cool. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you just not too uptight. Um, and realize that if you're getting into this full time, that it is a business. Yeah, and you need sure. to think about it like a business. Like, I remember my first gig being $25.
2: Ooh.
1: $25. <laughs> like, I just want to be in the room, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, for a long period of time, I played at uh, Kiki's Chicken and Waffles. Don't know how she got my name, but she was like, uh, yeah, I heard you got a jazz band, and I'm trying to look for a jazz band for Fridays or whatever like that. No gigs on my calendar at all, you know, <laughs> except church. I was like, uh, yeah, I have a jazz band. I don't have a jazz band at all. But... I called the guys that I've known and that were trying to do the same thing I was doing, and we started playing. That gig, we all made 50 bucks. You know, like 50 bucks a man. There we go. Now, 10 years later, you know, we're making more money on gigs doing weddings and all this different stuff, but it took a lot of work. So you got to be willing to put in the work. Um, It doesn't happen overnight. It's not an overnight thing. I've been at it since I was 21, now 35, yeah. Mm. It's a long time to, like, and if and if you need a reason to quit, it's easy to find one.
0: Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's well said. <laughs> like, it is know? easy yeah. to find I can find about five right now. I,
1: I, I could quit. Like, I probably felt like quitting yesterday. It's like, I yeah. oh, forget all, you know, it's yeah, just like there's definitely. always a reason. And you can definitely find a reason. So you really have to love music. Yeah. That's true. At the end of the day. You yeah. really yeah. got to love it.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, you know. You said you kind of started out by going to jam sessions. Mm-hmm. We got a jam session at New Brooklyn Tavern Monday nights. <laughs> Monday Shout nights, out. go. New location of Five Points. Yes. Great backline, great uh, great house band. These guys are you know?
1: amazing. I don't know. If, if you're new to the podcast... <laughs> These guys are amazing. Follow Sam and Ilya, man. We like making friends, okay.
0: dude. Thank you.
1: They yeah. y'all become our fr- Like last year, I mean, kind of started getting yeah, with yeah. y'all last year, and it's mm-hmm. been really dope to yes. get to know you guys Absolutely. over last year. So
0: likewise,
2: we yeah. were having a good time. I think it's just like we didn't really like, or I didn't really know you very well, mm-hmm. but I had heard you play, and mm-hmm. we were like, we need a bass player, and I was like, mm-hmm. I really like you. We don't know if you're available until mm. you ask. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, actually, yeah. Brendan Bull is the one who told us that originally because yeah. we were going to ask him to do something and. Um, and he's like, oh, I had that day fully open. You guys should have asked me. It's yeah. like, man, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we started with that philosophy and I'm, yeah, I'm really glad we did because yeah. Yeah. We love I love playing with you. I feel like from what I've observed,
0: it's like start hiring someone because they're really great and can do a really good job. And they keep hiring them because of those things, but also just because they're like super cool, Hank. Yeah, yeah. super yeah, yeah, fun yeah. to be around. Because yeah. we're friends now. <laughs> yeah, we really are, really are, really, yeah. are, really are. And kind of like what I've noticed, like uh, about dudes like you and Brendan and Zach. Shout out, Zach, shout our out Zach producer maybe. behind the soundboard. Thank you, Zach. Um, it's like, like, you know, there's this like, there's this freaking like kind of stereotype thing that you hear about of like these really amazing musicians, like famous, well-known musicians, being like. Huge jerks, (laughs) (laughs) the worst. And like, I mean, like at least on a local level, I mean, you don't think that these like really amazing musicians are going to be like mean or Mm -hmm. like jerks. But like, what I found is like the more you play with these like dudes that are just like crushing it in town, like yourself and Zach and Brendan and you know Cacklin, like all these Mm. amazing musicians. All a stink face. Sam and Ilya oh man it's like <laughs> like you like start you play gig with them you're like man this is like one of the nicest people like persons i've ever like <laughs> right. i've yeah. ever met like yeah. especially brandon like Brendan, like, pretty, like we had him a couple podcasts back like just the nicest nicest dude yeah. and he's like one of the best drummers like in the southeast oh yeah like, yeah cool unquestionably
1: hang. officially a cool hang like yeah yeah just, you see him at a bar you like you know it's gonna be a good time yeah yeah mm-hmm. but absolutely. you know he'll crush the
0: gig absolutely so like you know learn to play your really well but I, I mean, we'd beat this into the ground so many times. We we're like just we bring this up every episode, around. yeah. Because yeah. 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 there's some like really great players that you know just don't get hired because they're not good hangs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Be fun yeah. To be around. He's
1: just a talented asshole.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great point. Oh man, that's a great point. Yeah. Well, and yeah. what
2: you were saying earlier about like how long you've been doing this kind of leads into this other thing we were talking about before of just like I don't know how long do you want to do this? How long yeah. should someone ex I feel like that's a different answer for everybody. Yeah. But you say you're 35 now, you're thinking about this question some more.
1: Yeah, I mean, being you're getting up there, yeah, don't get up there, you <laughs> know, getting the back is getting old. The, um, I definitely think about like it seems kind of like like just like sports, like it's kind of a young man's game, you know. Mm. So like, I think it was like this year, it was last year where it was like, oh man, I'm glad to be playing with with the OGs. I was like. Am I? Am I OG? Like you know, so? Like <laughs> and, and and Sway never yeah Sway never bust my balls about you know call me Uncle Rodney and stuff like that and so that was kind of like oh you're not a spring chicken you you know you're kind of like seasoned if you will up there and I kind of think about like how you know you can play a long time obviously I don't think I'm I love playing so I don't think I'm gonna stop playing sure. but I think in some capacity as my kids are like super young now and they get older and they're starting to do things obviously like the way I do it will change mm-hmm. um, I just really want whenever I'm done if this, is, if this is my prime time of being on the scene that I leave it better than I can you know sure. I hope that one day I mean hell maybe I'll take over the lounge one day and I'm hiring the musicians or you know sure. or I'm serving in some capacity as that so I just want to to be able to leave an imprint on the scene like when Rodney was here
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: oh man like this was what he was doing so I'm thinking that's kind of more so I guess I'm thinking about like the lasting impression now yeah. which is a weird thing to think about it's like I don't think I'm dying anytime soon but like (laughs) I hope oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) right, right. but like it's just you know just kind of thinking about like what you're leaving here on the scene I mean I just um, Robert Newton is is a name that I've been hearing yeah Ever great since team. I got on the Zoom, great teacher, and then he has all of these great guitarists who are his disciples. Uh, you know, James Meredith and Jay Michael Peoples, and just a slew of other musicians who came up on. I never knew him. Yeah, I've never met him. Me he, you know, God rest his soul. But I know the people that he's taught, mm,
0: absolutely. and those
1: people still keep his memory alive. And so, like, mm-hmm. I just I guess I kind of start thinking about that. Like, what what will I leave here as far as like what I brought?
0: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
1: on the scene. Definitely. So how long can you play? You play till you die. But how? <laughs> like, how, yeah, how do you do right. it? Uh, questions to be seen, but I know I'll figure out in whatever capacity I'm in how to be on the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: And, you know. I, I also, like, I just love the spirit of, like, wanting to be a participant in the local music community. Yeah. Because I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm a huge dork about that. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's <laughs> one of the reasons we started this podcast. Yeah. That's one of the reasons, like, we started running the jam. Um, cause just I just, yeah, well, I, I'm a huge advocate for like the local the community, community mm-hmm. and I really like, I find it really like encouraging when I like talk to other people about who also share that goal, you know, yeah, yeah. um, mm-hmm. like there's some other groups, like I think college jazz is obviously like doing something really great with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, any kind of like, I know like Chris, Chris reading the bad kids have the jam at the aristocrat like yeah, yeah, any, yeah. any sort of thing like that. Like I'm just like, you know, yeah. Well,
1: that's well, where all the great musicians come from, though, right? Absolutely. Like, I mean, John Baptiste—he'll talk about New Orleans, right? Like, sure. you know, right. Harry Connick Jr. will talk about New Orleans, like pe- Robert will talk about New York and Houston, and like all these things. It's, like, most of the time, if you talk to a great musician, his favorite player is some dude who played at a club at the place they lived in. Like, mm. I, when I saw so and so, Mister Jack, at you know, blank lounge or whatever, sure. like that, it's like, yo, that—that's what made me want to do music, and yeah. they yeah. become great. Like, I'm pretty sure you can. Probably somebody local.
2: Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. You know. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I I totally feel that. Like, I don't know, you know, who knows if Sam and I will ever get famous, but I'll be like, oh, man, you should have sure, heard this band. Call me the stink face. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the best of the best in that community. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sell out the joint. Yeah. You know? Sell so. <laughs> <laughs> out and other, the joint. Sell out the
1: joint
2: Yeah, oh, that's man. That's what happened. Yeah. Best
1: show the world has never seen. <laughs> oh,
2: hey. yeah. Yeah.
1: but it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely about the local scene man I think it's uh, a, a great I think Columbia is a great city to prepare you absolutely um, you got great opportunities here you got great musicians here you got great vocalists here um, we have we. I feel like we have a diverse community definitely uh, mm-hmm. you can hear all different kinds of stuff if you want straight ahead jazz you can get it if you want rock you can get it if you want country you can get it it's something here somewhere sure. and I just hope We keep growing venues. I hope musicians like us run venues. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's what I really hope over anything, that we run venues or we run the booking or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that capacity so that we can keep musicians paid and live music going.
0: Bumping. Yeah. You know, like,
1: forever to, you know, because people love it. People need it. Mm -hmm. And it's a great escape. I know what it's done for me to be a consumer. I know what it's done for me to be a person who plays it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so... Yeah, we got to keep it going, man. But y'all do a great job, for real, dude. Yeah, you know, for real, Rodney. What do you have
0: to like promote? Um,
1: <laughs> uh, doing the jazz and dinner series uh, at Shades Lounge uh, tomorrow night because today's Thursday, Friday night. Um, Sold out yet? Uh, it's a reservation. This one's a reservation okay. show. Make a reservation at ShadesLounge.com. Um, gonna be playing at uh, Halls with you guys. <laughs> second and
0: fourth Thursday Or Wednesday yes, God, just second just and You got
1: up. it Second and fourth Wednesday, second that fourth is Wednesday? Yes, second yep. and fourth, yeah, fourth and Wednesday All year, so come through If
0: mm-hmm. you ever want to hear Dreams by Fleetwood Mac In a minor key want <laughs> to make it out It's pretty yeah. fun
1: Yeah, yeah I've heard like over there. Yeah. <laughs> We do that every single gig Yeah They hate it <laughs> But nah, they love it, love it. <laughs> They love it No, that is like I feel like the hall session Should be recorded Just cause Yeah We get into some good Uh Good, jams. good, yeah, jams yeah. and pockets there it's like mm-hmm. this is recordable like the
2: chop house sessions
0: that's dope that valerie where it's like the this were like your valerie yeah the, the valerie we, we've done so many different versions of songs. it's true yeah. yeah i love that
1: great arrangement it's, it's just it's just a good time mm-hmm. and it's low low pressure because we're like listening to us it's mm-hmm. you know when you play there are those gigs that you have to play for people right sure Weddings. And, you know, the, <laughs> those <laughs> those ones that, like, everybody likes, right? And then there's just certain gigs that you get to do that are just for you, like, us. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we're we're, we're killing. And, and I think that balance is important, too, like, to have sure. all of those. Yeah. Like, because yeah. you'll get drained out if you just got to do wedding stuff Definitely. all the time. You got to keep playing Don't Stop Believing and oh, and Bruno all day. Like, you yeah, know, that, yeah. It, yeah. it just drain you, right? And it sure. takes away the, the love of being a musician and creating yeah. and just having fun. So yeah. that's why, like, I appreciate that Halls gig. It's just Definitely. like, yeah, you get to just jam and have fun yeah, yeah. and, like, just make a mistake and it not Definitely. be detrimental. Yeah. Try <laughs> stuff, <laughs> try weird stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I like that.
1: that. And I, we need you mm. need those. Yeah. Uh, it helps with the growth, you know? So
0: I, I, felt, um, I felt like trying to draw a distinction between, like, when you're putting on a show mm-hmm. and when you're, like, just playing music. I, I feel like when you really analyze like what gigs you're playing and where they fall in that spectrum, mm-hmm. it can be a lot more, like you can kind of avoid some burnout a lot more often, oh, yeah, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because you really just like, you you know what the goal is for each yeah. gig? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Really cool How are you dealing that. with
1: burnout and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. man. That's a good question. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> January is nice. We have like yeah. a pretty wide open January just because yeah. it's cold and dry January happens and all that kind of stuff. So right. we're like, we're kind of chilling, honestly. It's been nice. nice.
2: Yeah. Just kind of, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you got to have rest time. That's very important.
0: <sighs> yes.
1: You yeah, rest time. I think January's pretty light. Oh, yeah. Last thing to promote. Uh, Motown Ballet with the South Carolina Ballet, yeah. February 3rd in uh, Coca Center. Yeah. Come nice. to that. It's going awesome. nice. to be fun. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Very cool. And
2: yeah. new Stank Face singles. It's
1: new, yeah. Stank Face is releasing music.
2: That's and, so uh, And
1: Blow to Your Pride. And uh, what's the other one that's out?
2: Find Your Own Place. Find Your
1: Own Place. Yeah.
0: Yep. I forgot the whole music Very loose Yes uh,
2: Well this we, got, been, we got one more oh, question Yeah sorry Yeah Just uh, going on the local set This is the longest episode we've done Yeah It's really? so exciting Maybe. Yeah Oh man well, er, it's possible. We got to put a timer up next time. Right. Mm-hmm. We actually yeah. have no idea how long yeah. we've been recording. Um, I, I just like to ask what mm-hmm. kind of your favorite local things are. Oh. Um, so, like, where do you go for coffee? Where do you go? Let's we'll let's start with that, I guess. Like, uh,
1: Brickhouse Cafe in West Columbia. Uh, owner Akira, shout out to you, my guy, who could probably be a sponsor.
0: Oh, Ooh. shout out Kira! Ta- <laughs> yes, a brick
1: house just a, a amazing um, spot that I would, like go to. It's right next to Shea, so we kind of always go there. Nice, get nice. some 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 tea or some coffee. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just whatever you
2: prefer.
1: Whatever I'm on at that great guy. So uh, that's a good place for coffee. What else?
2: Uh where do you where are you going for dinner? I actually we'll do a two parter here. Mm-hmm. Where are you taking the lady for dinner?
1: Ooh. And then
2: where are you going to like hang out?
1: Alright. I'm gonna go wherever she wants to go. So she wants <laughs> to go. She'll like to go to halls. Honestly, she does like to go to halls or motor supply bistro. Oh, do you mm-hmm. motor supply? Yeah, that's that's Ooh. a go to and uh Thai basil. Nice. She'll that's like those places. Yeah.
2: Cool. All right. Yeah. What about you? Where do you wanna go?
1: If I'm hanging I mean, you'll probably catch me at transmission. <laughs> you yeah. know. Like, <laughs> all the musicians are at the join the transmission and it's just uh because we don't get to luckily I'm playing with y'all, I get to, you know, see y'all and play with y'all, but all the other people that I don't get to play with or see, catch them at the transmission. Mm-hmm. Play a little pinball. Yeah. Right. Drink a little brew.
2: Cool. Nice. Yeah. Where's your favorite place for a drink?
1: Um, transmission as well, but also uh Savage Craft. I like to sneak over to Savage Craft. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah, those, right. are,
1: those are spots. Cool,
0: well, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for listening yeah. to the Jammer Podcast, hosted thank by you. Sam and Ilya. I'm Sam. I'm Ilya. Check us out Instagram at Sam and I L L I A. Rodney, what's your uh, Instagram handle?
1: At Call Rodney Tyrone. Nice. Yes.
0: And we yes. will. We, will. Man, we Call, do call Rodney Tyrone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably too often sometimes. No, no. no <laughs> look, keep calling me. Yeah, y'all. You guys are at the. Oh, man. Top of the list. I'm like, yeah, okay. hey, I, I wait for it, Sam.
0: Uh, check out the <coughs> Jam Room also. It's, uh, I think at Jam Room Cast is our Instagram. Obviously, that's right. is it Jam at? Hold on, let's figure it out real quick. Yes, gonna, we gotta app, confirm our. Yeah, we'll fix it in sources. Um, or we won't
2: at all, and you'll just hear this. You'll probably hear this.
0: Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> man, this we're so good at this at this podcast that we do. We're really good at It's <laughs> <our laughs> <that's laughs> at, at Jam Room Studio. There we go. Yeah, that's yeah. the uh, Instagram. They have obviously this gorgeous tracking room with all these crazy vintage amps you don't see right now behind us you might see them on other podcasts but super great place to track awesome producers over here mm-hmm. they also have a uh, mastering studio which mm-hmm. i believe is the only mastering studio in columbia uh and they can do remote work for you if you're listening to this podcast from who knows mm-hmm. Boone, north carolina i mean charleston here, anywhere yeah. um most anything i think that's it thanks to zach for producing oh, us yeah, thank you zach. zach bingham awesome producer here at the jam room Uh, Thanks to Jay for providing space, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And we will see you next time.